0: This is the World in Brief from The Economist. Our Top Stories China began suppressing the widespread protests that erupted over the weekend in frustration at the government's stringent anti-COVID measures. Legions of police were deployed in Beijing and Shanghai, and an unknown number of protesters were arrested. Asian stock markets showed signs of rallying after the protests initially caused a slump at the prospect of slower growth in China. Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index rose by 5.2%, while China's CSI 300 grew by 3.1%. Yen Stoltenberg, NATO's Secretary General, said Russia was using winter as a weapon of war against Ukraine. Russian missiles have been used to destroy much of Ukraine's energy infrastructure. Several countries promised to provide Ukraine with generators and warm clothes. Ukonergo, the national grid operator, said it is resuming regular emergency blackouts as it tries to repair damaged infrastructure. Canada's economy expanded more than expected in the third quarter as exports of crude oil and healthy business investment Bolstered growth. The country's GDP grew by 2.9% on annualized terms between July and September, but there were signs of reduced spending among businesses and households. That may allow the Bank of Canada to slow interest rate rises. Singapore's Parliament decriminalized sex between men, though it also moved to block potential future legislation on legalizing same sex marriage. Despite that disappointment, LGBT activists hailed the news that the colonial-era ban was officially repealed. Singaporean attitudes toward LGBT rights have liberalized significantly in recent years, especially among the young. Maria Kolesnikova, a Belarusian opposition activist serving 11 years in jail, was taken to an intensive care unit, according to the Telegram account of Victor Barbarico, a jailed opposition politician. Ms. Kolesnikova had previously been placed in solitary confinement. She was arrested in 2020 as one of the leaders of the unrest that swept Belarus in protest against Alexander Lukashenko's almost 30-year rule as president. Elon Musk launched a diatribe against Apple on Twitter, the social media platform he now owns. He said the tech company had mostly stopped advertising on Twitter and had threatened to block the site from its app store without explanation. The outburst comes amid chaotic scenes at Twitter since Mr. Musk's takeover. Several major brands have pulled their adverts from the site. Football World Cup A series of grudge matches dominate the day's proceedings, with Iran facing America, and Wales taking on their British neighbors, England. The run-up to the former match has been dominated by the anti-government protests in Iran, which America has supported. On Monday, a protester interrupted a match wearing a t-shirt that said, Respect for Iranian Women. And fact of the day. $74 billion, The amount in yuan that China's three biggest airlines lost in the first nine months of 2022. And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. China's leaders seek to calm the protesters. After years of living under COVID lockdowns, or with the threat of them, many people in China have had enough. Over the weekend, tens of thousands took to the streets in Beijing, Shanghai, and elsewhere in an unprecedented wave of protests expressing anger with the government. We don't want lockdowns. We want freedom they chanted. The government will not grant the freedom of expression that many protesters want, but it hopes to calm some of the anger by loosening restrictions without unleashing a wave of sickness that would cripple the country's health system. On Tuesday, the National Health Commission announced a plan to accelerate the promotion of COVID vaccines for the elderly. So far, only 66% of over-80s have received a booster shot, According to officials, although that is up from nearly 40% earlier this month. That is a practical first step, but for the people who spent the weekend chanting, Down with Xi Jinping, it may not be enough to mollify their rage. India's economy cools but remains an outlier. Few countries have enjoyed as smooth an economic recovery from COVID-19 as India. In the quarter ending in June, its annual growth surged to 13.5%, though it came from a low base given the impact of the pandemic in 2021. This resurgence is, in part, why the IMF predicts that India will ultimately grow 7% in 2022, becoming the fifth-largest economy in the world and displacing Britain. Growth rates are now normalizing somewhat. Data released on Wednesday are likely to reveal a much smaller year-on-year expansion of 6.2% for the quarter ending in September, according to economists surveyed by Bloomberg. The global economic slowdown is hitting India's exports. Manufacturing activity remains sluggish. Interest rate rises are also beginning to bite, with tightening expected to continue until next year, albeit less aggressively. The cooling economy, however, may not be a bad thing. In addition to reining in inflation, currently at 6.8%, economists believe weaker domestic demand could reduce worrisome fiscal and trade deficits. Who Will Replace Nancy Pelosi? On Wednesday, the Democratic Party in America's House of Representatives, which lost its majority at the midterms, will choose new leaders. Nancy Pelosi, aged 82, has led the caucus with a steely grip for 19 years. Steny Hoyer and Jim Clyburn, who hold the number two and three posts, are 83 and 82, respectively. This octogenarian monopoly on power has frustrated ambitious younger Democratic congressmen. Ascending the ranks can mean waiting decades. In 2018, to placate them, Ms. Pelosi agreed to cede the top job in 2022. Her replacement will almost definitely be Hakeem Jeffries. Aged 52, he is a pragmatic liberal in Ms. Pelosi's mold. Catherine Clark, age 59, and Pete Aguilar, age 43, will serve as deputies. This outcome, orchestrated by Ms. Pelosi, who wanted an orderly transition, underlies the sway the outgoing speaker has over her colleagues. The Republicans, though, have been squabbling. Hardline conservatives are refusing to support Kevin McCarthy, the party's newly elected leader in the House, a preview of the fractiousness expected when Republicans control the chamber next year. NEW INFLATION DATA FOR THE EUROZONE Much of Europe is shrouded in fog, and the outlook for inflation is similarly obscure. In America, inflation is slowly on the way down from its peak, but in the eurozone, analysts are still wondering how much higher it might climb. Wednesday's flash release of the HICP, the bloc's consumer price index, will give a hint whether the worst is behind the European Central Bank. That will help it decide how much to increase interest rates on December 15th. Early estimates from Germany and Spain for November suggest that headline inflation may be past its peak already. Annual inflation in Spain was recorded at 6.8%, down from 7.3% in October. In Germany, the figure has come down by 0.4 percentage points to 10%. In German states that reported early, the headline figure has come down too. But underlying, or core inflation, which excludes prices for energy and food, and is a better gauge of future inflation pressure, remains stubbornly high in both Germany and Spain. Even when the peak is clear, the way down... Looks foggy. Barbados starts work on a project to commemorate slavery. On Wednesday, construction will begin on a Barbadian project to commemorate the British transatlantic slave trade. The Barbados Heritage District, designed by David Ajay, a British Ghanaian architect, will house a museum and research center as well as a memorial to the approximately 400,000 people trafficked to Barbados in the 1600s and 1700s. The complex is next to a site where some of their remains are buried. The first ground will be broken one year after the island ditched the British monarch as its head of state. Attitudes towards culture, identity, and the British monarchy are changing across the Caribbean. King Charles III is still head of state in seven countries in the region, but Republican sentiment is growing. Jamaica's government wants the country to become a parliamentary republic. Smaller islands, such as Antigua and Barbuda, have said the same. The death of Queen Elizabeth II, who was hugely popular abroad, as at home, may only hasten the separation. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 GMT on Friday to quizespresso at We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Wednesday. Which condiment comes in honey and whole-grain varieties? Tuesday. Which 1948 Hitchcock movie appears to take place in real time? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Oscar Wilde, who died on this day in 1900. Only dull people are brilliant at breakfast.